On today's show, we can't just have nice things, can we? We can't. We just can't have nice things. Mavs get a win against the Blazers in a big way, numbers-wise. Lose Derek Lively and Grant Williams to what are being called mild ankle sprains. So we'll talk about that, the ramifications for the Mavericks, and more on today's Locked on Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked on Mavericks. don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show and making Locked On Maps your first listen today where the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day, leave a five-star review, like the video, and comment anything below, especially on Apple. For some reason, our Apple score is going down, so leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Let me know in the comment section if Derek Lively is out for the entire rest of the homestand. Six more games. What's the Mavs record in that homestand? Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150. If your team wins, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. And joining me, oh, we back, baby. The post-game prodigy. What you got for me? Slightly biased. We're not letting it ride. It's... At- I, I'm conflicted. Several yeah. of you tonight at the game told me to let it ride. So, yeah, I'm, I have a heating pad on right now because a Blazers player came through my screen and dived at my ankle. Just dove, just dove right through your <laughs> kneecap. Yeah, so I'm oh. out. It's a cursed, it's a cursed matchup. So I'm conflicted because of the Derek Lively injury to let yeah. it ride. But but and I mean, Ray Williams, we're riding it. No, I'm conflicted because of the Derek Lively injury to let it. <laughs> Oh, Grant Williams got hurt too. <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't be conflicted if it was Grant. Sorry, buddy. Sorry. I am. He's he's gonna bounce back in a real way. You guys are sorry gonna about that. Talking smack to me. On today's show, we'll talk about the Mavs win. Luca, thir- forty-one points in three quarters. <laughs> we'll talk about the uh, the Blazers tying the season high in the NBA for most fouls in a game. 34, really? it's the most any team has had in a game. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about what we saw from some of the other players, but <sighs> slightly biased. We got to start here. Derek Lively goes down with an injury, and he was doing the thing where he gets the ball at the free throw line, turns, and you know makes takes a one big step and then decides to go to the rim, and Scoot Henderson like kind of like ran through him, but just, just in front of him, just so that... No, they made contact. I'm almost 100% certain. No, I mean, ran through him just so that he hit just the one leg, it felt like. Knocked him out from under him. Basically undercut him on his way to the basket, on his turnaround to the basket. Like, Lively was turning over his right shoulder, and then Scoot came from behind him from his blind spot. Didn't even see him. And at first, I thought it was his knee, because Lively was really holding his knee when he went down. But on review, you can tell it was an ankle injury. Jason Kidd, after the game, called it a mild ankle injury. Just a quick Google Mild injury, three to four weeks. Oh, yay. Depends how mild that is, though. Depends how mild. So maybe two Yeah, but I feel like a mild ankle sprain for an NBA athlete is different than a mild ankle sprain for you or I. No, this, this was a study. This was a study done on, on professional basketball players. Oh, okay. It well, was like it was like one of those like peer-reviewed, like really like big words and all that. Okay. Um Thoughts. Let's say Derek Lively misses. Let's say let's do really conservative and do. Let's say he misses two weeks. So if Derek Lively misses two weeks, that means he's out for 
uh, essentially the rest of this homestand. They have six more games in this homestand. They play Portland again, cursed. They yeah. play Minnesota, Memphis, New York, and two games against New Orleans. Thoughts on those six games if Derek Lively doesn't play? Not good thoughts. <laughs> I mean, um, I'm wondering because I'd have to imagine the trading for a center or making a move for another big is in the cards for the Mavericks. Already. Or at least it's, it's being discussed. Yeah, before this injury. I'm wondering if maybe this speeds up the timeline because we're, we're a month away from the trade deadline. Like This is around the time you start to see some trades trickle in, Dang, teams that are like... Not, that's basically true. Yeah, I mean, this is around the time you see tra- teams like, okay, we, we needed to make a move, and why wait another month? Let's just let's just bang one out. Yeah. I mean, we saw a huge trade this past weekend. So um, February eighth, the trade deadline. Yeah, so we are getting close to a month away. I, I don't know if this is if they just say, all right, you know, we've been eyeballing Drummond. Let's just do it now. Let's just what what do we need to add in? Uh, I mean, if two weeks is conservative, that's really bad news because maybe Maxi's back and they they just tested a little bit there. I mean, he's been warming up pregame. So it appears that he is living. The toe, the toe. I've heard. No, I'm just kidding. This is this is, oh. this is a joke. I can't. I can't say that anymore. I used to be able to say I've heard, and it was a joke, and everybody knew it. And now I can't. Um, the toe is gone. That's, they couldn't. They couldn't save it. Well, put on a Maxie bionic is, toe and let's get out there. Maxie has been out for what, like six weeks? Almost was it eight uh, weeks? It was if like, you told me Maxie actually hadn't played this season, I'd believe you. He only played five games. Like if you're like no the games you're remembering were actually preseason I'd be like oh okay he's that played five he's played five games he played that one random game in, uh, against Toronto on the eighth so if we don't count that one where he played 15 minutes didn't look good obviously wasn't wasn't healthy so bizarre he's been out since the beginning of November it's literally been two months with a dislocated small toe I mean I just I just don't understand it so like you but like you said if Lively misses time uh, Rashawn Holmes missed this game due to personal reason not sure what that is. Um, but if Lively misses time, then it's just Dwight and Rashawn Holmes as the bigs because we don't know we can't trust Maxi. I hate when someone misses for personal reasons and everyone says trade. Oh, it, 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 people say trade no matter what. I know, but I really dislike They're resting. personal reasons. They're I never like this guy. I don't even like joking about personal reasons because you never know what it is. Never know. You really never know. Someone's like, this has to be a trade. It's like when has this? I would say ninety nine point nine percent of the time, it is, that has never been the case. Uh, yeah, ask Harrison Barnes. <laughs> yeah, playing in a game and got yeah, traded. Right, guys get you out there. Guys get traded no matter what. So yeah, no, I wouldn't read into it for sure. Um, yeah, especially personal reasons like that. It the team would just put like rest, put like some kind of dumb injury, like a fake injury on there. The thing with me is I this stinks in a couple of reasons in a couple ways. I went over yesterday things that the Mavericks need to do in this homestand to try and build up because they have this like they're end of January and then basically like the first week of February is brutal. It's at LA, at Golden State, Boston, Phoenix, Atlanta, Sacramento, Orlando, Minnesota, Milwaukee, Philly, Brooklyn, New York, OKC. That I mean that is a brutal. That's four of the top 6 teams in the NBA. There's a couple back-to-backs in there. They're traveling a bunch in there. And I wanted the Mavericks in this homestand to build up to a signature win. Can you get a win against a Boston? Can you get a win against Minnesota, Milwaukee, now, OKC? Can you get a win against one of those teams? Wild that OKC is, could be a signature win. But they, they needed to get some lineup continuity. And all of a sudden, it's like, all right, Kyrie's back. He's looking really good. We'll talk about how good he looked in this game. But now if Lively's out, they're, like honestly, there goes your continuity. You're getting continuity with Luka and Kyrie back together and some of the wings. But Lively is kind of what has made this team work. Like, they're bad on defense unless he's on the court. 
Yeah, and this is just symbolic of this whole Luka era. It, there's been no no five-man lineups that have carried over really at all from season to season. It's always yeah. bouncing around and bouncing around. Iztok tweeted out something where, you know, there's there's teams in the league so far this season that have compiled, you know, huge numbers of possessions. Yeah, like 500, already. 600 possessions. Yeah, and in the and Luka's career, like last this season, the most possessions he's played with the lineup before tonight was 219. Like that's an incredibly small number at this point in the season. And that, for and that a was the start. That, that's the, if I'm not mistaken, that's a starting five with Grant Williams in it. Right. Yeah. So and that's, that's been changed. So right. So that's a lineup you probably won't even really see much of anymore. So it's like it's this whole season has been. I think the Mavericks I saw have played the most five man lineups in the entire NBA. Um, and again, this has just been symptomatic of the Luca era. And it's what we talked about earlier in the season in the show. It's like the Mavericks need to start doing some stuff for their building continuity, not just yeah. from game to game, but like season to season. Like these guys have have years of experience next to each other, going to war with each other. And God, these just wrote these injuries where guys are just rotating in and out after every game is insane. Because Exum missed tonight's game. Like he wasn't yeah. Exum who has made his way into the starting five. He didn't even play tonight. Thank God. Who knows what would happen to him? Have we even seen? We've only seen the Luca, Kyrie, Exum, Derek Jones Jr. Lively lineup just in the that Jazz game, right? Yeah, and Exum didn't even finish the game. <laughs> so it just it's just not a positive injury in any sense of the word. No matter how many weeks he misses, honestly, because of that, because you wanted to build some continuity, especially being home for seven games straight, that would have been really good. And, you know, playing against some teams where you think he can take advantage. You know, New York doesn't really have a center. He tried, uh, you know, you tried with Jaron Jackson again. Uh, they've played New Orleans already twice. Like you had some, you had some opportunities there to get some continuity. You had some opportunities to get some wins there, and it just, it just is. Uh, it's a brutal one, and uh, we'll see how they move forward with it. But coming up, let's talk about this win though. Mavs win 126 to 97. Luca and Kyrie both go off in this one. Let's talk about what it means and what we saw on. In this game, coming up. <laughs> uh, I'm such a professional. <laughs> Today's episode brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp, if you stumble on your way to an ad read that you've done a million times before, maybe you need to talk to somebody. Maybe you need somebody to sit down with you and walk through what's going on in your life. Because we all have things, no matter what thing you have. This is a big deal to me, that people know that if you have something in your life that is bogging you down, that is getting you you know, concerned, worried, giving you anxiety. It means a lot to you. Even if you think it's such a small thing that no one will care, you care about it. And so you need to talk to somebody about it. Get somebody like at BetterHelp. They can get you uh, sitting down, talking through, giving you strategies, giving you skills on how to you know, set boundaries, empowering you to be the best version of yourself, all that. If you're starting to think about therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch to therapists at any time for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've made already. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA. Get 10% off your first month. Betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA. Uh-oh, guess what day it is? Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, listening every day. Appreciate each and every one of you. If you want to support the show, text us. Get text alerts from me on Maps rumors. Watch film with me and more. Subscribe to the subtext. Click the link in the description. Text the number. I'll throw it up here on the screen. It's also in the description as well. And I uh, appreciate each and every one of you that does that. It helps me to do more things. So if you want me to do more things, then subscribe to that. All right, Slightly. Mavs get this win. We talked about Derek Lively's injury already. 
Luka Doncic goes off 41 points in 30 minutes. He doesn't have to play the fourth quarter. In a Luka sense, this is a very positive, awesome game. Yeah. No, Luka was really good. I mean, that's really it. I mean, it was a Luka game. Got, got a lot of calls, went to the free throw line a bunch. <laughs> uh, there are a lot of fouls in this just game. but left it there. Luka was just uh, aggressive. They didn't really double him as much as a lot of teams in the league have this season, and he took advantage of it. Got to his spots with ease. Again, 14 free throws in 31 minutes. That, that's that's a lot of free throws. So uh, it was a he good finished, stuff. He finished the first quarter with nine. <laughs> yeah. The, I mean, the first this game, the first quarter of this game I had to have the most fouls in a quarter, in at least the first quarter, in a game this NBA season. Like, I, I would have to assume. Basketball reference took off, took off the quarter finder for a, for a team. You could do it for a player now, but they took it off. Uh, but for the for a game for a full game, thirty four was the most this season, and they had they committed thirty four. So I'm I'm gonna guess, I'm gonna guess that eleven in one quarter. I mean that their starting sitter Baji. I I I'd honestly never heard of him before. This was his fourth game, I think they said. Yeah, it was. And man, this guy could have fouled. I, I'm being dead serious when I say this. This guy could have fouled out in the first six plays of the game. <laughs> like he was he was fouling. A lot. I don't think he, he. They said he's very raw. It, it it showed kind of. It didn't look like he really. Hey, hey, you can't badmouth someone wearing forty one in Dirk's house, right? Yeah, I can. Don't wear that number here. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no. You know what they should do. Sorry, this is a tangent. You know what they should do? I'm for it. If you retire, if you're retired a jersey, away players can't wear that jersey in your arena. That's that's right because you can't like it's retired, right? It's right. retired all over the place, so you, you can't, can't wear forty one in no. Dallas because Dirk, Dirk's the only forty one. So for one game, for one game, you got to wear something different. Yeah. You go to you go to you go to uh, Chicago. You can't wear twenty three or right? Miami. They retired his number two. Go to the Lakers. You can't wear any numbers. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> or Boston. And then guys would wear more unique numbers, right? Like seventy seven. Mm-hmm. Like nobody's retired seventy seven just yet. Yeah. I mean, even forty one. So, would you know? Uh, Dennis Rodman when he was with the Mavs wanted to change his number after every game. Well, he wanted to be 69. I know, I know he wanted to be 69, but then he wanted a new no, jersey. No, he wanted after. his number to, to be 69. Yeah, I know. He wanted his number to be 69. Stern said no. Then he said, all right, I want to change my jersey number after every game. Stern said, no. <laughs> You're not doing either of those things. <laughs> Listen, if I swap jerseys with somebody, that jersey is gone. I need a new one. <laughs> true. Very true. Yeah, this game, was, uh, no DeAndre Ayton for the, for the Blazers. Rob Williams has been out for a long time. They had no centers in this game. No, yeah. And then do up breathe who is kind of a center, kind of more of like a four, elbows Josh Green in the head, some boomer-on-boomer boomer crime there uh, for, from some 20-year-olds, and and the, he gets a flagrant two, and he gets ejected from this game. I mean, they just had no set. So it just felt like they had no teeth of their defense at all. And yeah. I don't know what Chauncey Billups is doing with some of these lineups. I mean, they they don't have a very good record, so he's obviously trying some stuff. And Shaden Sharp, like, didn't start. I've been surprised by that because he started most of the games this year. Right. Uh, I asked Mike Richmond about it, and he was like – he was like, uh, you know, Chauncey just kind of doing stuff, just, just kind of making it up and trying things. And hey, if you're a bad team, I guess you have to. But like, Thibel didn't start, Sharp didn't start. You started, you know, Kamara and Scoot Henderson got a start. Like, you're just not going to be a good defensive team. The Mavs really took advantage of that. Yeah, and this hasn't been like a great Blazers defense, but they have been good at forcing turnovers and stuff because yeah. they have a bunch of like pretty decent, you know, like scrappy on ball guys like Thibel. But Thibel's Thibel- been amazing. Yeah, Dybul's minutes were weird tonight. Uh, he hit four threes. Just you just you just wish that the Mavs like they did, wouldn't have matched it. Like he's just wasting away up there in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, he's been good for them, and he would have been like he's been knocking down threes. I think he's around forty percent so far this season. I mean, it's just it's 
on top of the defense. So yeah, that would have been great if he was here. I know there's some people who still are like happy that that contract didn't get matched. I think it would have worked out pretty well here. Um, and let's not forget, like they would have still gotten, maybe they don't get Derek Jones Jr. If that goes through, but um, you know, they still would have gotten like Grant and stuff, but Derek Jones Jr. Basically a minimum to me, to me, it would have been like, what were the minutes there for Derek Jones Jr. To want to come here? That, that was, yeah, the, that's, I, yeah. I would just not like contractually more so like, is the need there anymore to go out and get a guy like Derek Jones Jr. If you brought in Thibel. But uh, yeah, I mean, they, they were without, again, Baji fouls out. He only plays 15 minutes and he's, he was big. Like he's big. He's seven one. Looked like he had a freak wingspan. Again, yeah. this is the first I've ever seen of him, but uh, he's at least a big dude. And then Duop Reith gets that. That was honestly, admittedly a very weak flagrant too, in my opinion. Definitely yeah, a flagrant. I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be a flagrant two either. Yeah, that was shocking. But I don't know if there was maybe something before the game they got tipped off to. I have no idea, but I, I highly doubt it. They were kind of jawing back and forth at each other before, but I don't know. They play on the Australian national team together. That's why I joked about the boomer thing yeah. before. The other thing is it was an elbow straight to the head, like straight to I, the head. I mean, that. I can't yeah. believe his nose didn't break. Like that looked like that hit him directly, like in the bridge of the nose. Maybe <laughs> I, it was a diff- weird angle. I think he but. turned just, just quick enough to. to yeah. Avoid that. But, yeah, I mean, this is just not a good defensive Blazers team. So, the Mavs really took advantage. And we got to talk about Kyrie was aggressive early. Like, this is the Kyrie that we've wanted to see. 10 of 19 from the field, 29 points, 5 assists, 9 rebounds. Led the Mavs in rebounding. The 4. Kyrie Irving, the power forward, like he told us on media day. His rebounding has been shockingly good this season. I mean, it's like, two. he's like in there with the trees. And he just comes away with the ball sometimes. And you're like, wait, what? Kyrie got that? But no, yeah, Kyrie aggressive immediately. It was nice to hear him in the post game interview too, where he was basically like, "Yeah, I, I need to be assertive. That's that's who I am. Like, I'm not an unassertive player." So he knows, and uh, I can chalk up. I can chalk up the game against the Jazz a couple nights ago as just a first game back, weird game, New Year's New Year's Day for him. <laughs> yeah, for him. I can. For, I can for him. Everyone I, else, I'm not giving yeah, a pass to anybody because I could give Kyrie a pass for that one. Yeah, and. Uh, I do think there's some psychological thing where Kyrie's back. All right, Kyrie, here we go. Like, Kyrie's going to go off and do crazy Kyrie well, kid things. kid said it. Kid said yeah. it after the game. Like, yo, Kyrie was back, so we just assumed that we were going to. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly what they did. They thought Kyrie was going to just lead him to a victory, and then Kyrie didn't have it. And all of a sudden, it was like, oh, God, we got to play this game. Yeah, and he came out tonight and scored early and often. The Mavericks went on a 9-0 run to start the game. That's exactly what they need to do. That's what makes games like the Jazz game so frustrating because it's just like, you, that's not who you are. Like you've shown, you can come out against the teams you're supposed to beat. And granted, the Jazz have been playing much better basketball lately. But and the Blazers, uh, <laughs> yeah, especially much better basketball than the Blazers. But uh, you can come out, you punch these teams like this in the mouth who are younger and not very good, and you can just kind of assert dominance immediately, which is exactly what they did tonight. And it, that started with Kyrie Irving being aggressive immediately, shooting threes off screens. Luca had a back screen on one of them. Kyrie got a, a wide open step, stepped into a wide open three. You see little plays like that, and I'm just like, why can't they just be creative on stuff like that more often, right? Like, try uh, something yeah. different, and instead, it's just pound the rock, pound the rock. Maybe Kyrie had 17 Kyrie had 17 points by the eight-minute mark of the second quarter. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. he that, I mean, aggressive early on. And usually, we see him kind of bide his time. Like you said, he needs to be more aggressive a little earlier because the Mavs don't – the Mavs are weird where they have a bunch of scores, but they don't have a lot of, like, go-to ball creators, like, especially if Exum's going to be out. You yeah. just don't have another guy like that. And so Kyrie has to be aggressive because that's just what the offense is. I mean, I've, I've bemoaned and talked about the, the lack of uh, variety, I'll say, in, in the Mavs offense so far this season and in the seasons past. But, yeah, so Luka and Kyrie both had great games, led this team. Let's talk about 
are the Blazers a cursed matchup? Because we've seen some, we've seen some injuries now, multiple injuries. We've played the Blazers three times. There have been three injuries. Let's talk about that and talk about what else we saw from everybody else uh, and more coming up. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook has all kinds of odds and lines and spreads and all kinds of stuff that you can go check out. Go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. See what's available. New customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Pretty sure that's $5 on anything. So go check it out. They also have Parlay Builder. If you want to add like a bunch of different things, this has been kind of cool. Go to the Parlay Hub and they've got some already built for you. If you want to have a bunch of different, you know, bets on a bunch of different things instead of trying to build it yourself and trying to figure out what the odds are and like all that kind of stuff you can do like for the national championship game, Washington at Michigan, Michael Penix, 300 plus yards for Washington. You've got uh, a Washington receiver who I've never heard of hundred plus yards, Blake Corum for Michigan, hundred plus yards and Blake Corum. If he scores a touchdown at any point, you can put down money on that and go check it out. If you put down five bucks, you get 150 bucks in bonus bets on that with FanDuel. Again, FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, Slightly, let's talk about this Mavs team. We've talked about Derek Lively missing time, Luka and Kyrie got, got going and were scoring together. What did you see from, let's start with Josh Green. He got put in the starting lineup. What did you see from Josh Green in this one? Yeah, Josh Green, I don't know. I mean, the, the box score, I don't know if we'll do Josh Green that much justice. I mean, eight points, four rebounds, some hustle plays here and there. I thought he was really good. Like, I thought his energy tonight was tremendous. Uh, especially, I actually liked his addition to the starting lineup, especially with the X amount, considering the Blazers, not that great of a team. But they do have some athletic guards who uh, you need somebody, you know, somewhat athletic to stick. And Josh Green's one of the few somewhat athletic guards the Mavericks do have on their roster. So I, I like that decision from Kid, and I thought he played a really strong game. Really, I did. I thought he pushed the pace well. I mean, the Mavericks got out and transitioned twenty percent of the time. I mean, that's a huge number for them. It's big for the so, Mavs. Thirteen percent of the time normally. Yeah. So I mean, that's a huge number. So I, I think that Josh Green was a big reason for that. And again, I, I liked his energy. So this type of stuff from Josh Green. Again, the stats don't like jump out at you and and grab your attention. But in games where like Luca and Kyrie are both cooking, and you don't really need. The scoring punch, the energy that Josh Green brings is really important, I think. I'll give you a stat that jumps off the page. First two games against the Mavericks this season, Anthony Simons, 33 points and 30 points. He shot 13 of 22 in the first game, 10 of 21 in the second game. And in this one, he finished the game 5 of 16. He had 15 points. I'll give Josh Green some credit. He only played 27 minutes, so we'll just say that Anthony Simons didn't play a ton. But I'll give Josh Green credit for that. That I mean, yeah. He was running around with him, following him around, chasing him down, just making his life hard. And if you're doing that and there's nobody else to kind of create, I don't remember a single thing Malcolm Brogdon did in this game. He played 16 minutes, and it was like I didn't even like remember that he, that yeah. he played this game. But he didn't start. He didn't play a lot. And so to have uh, you know nobody really setting Anthony Simons up, in this game, uh, it was kind of all on him to create some shots. And he had a couple tough shots, but Josh Green made it tough for him. Yeah, no. I mean, Anthony Simons has – he's had some great games against the Mavs. Not tonight, but, man, he's a he's a good player. Yeah. I like him. I like him a good amount. But, yeah, Josh Green did a really good job on him. So, I liked what he brought to the table. Like, this is a Josh Green that I really, really like. Just the high energy, does winning stuff, but doesn't need to score. It becomes a problem when the responsibilities grow a little bit for, for Josh. Well, it's 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 like the, it's such a top down thing for the Mavericks. If your two stars are scoring, then everything yeah. else falls into place. If your one of your two stars is not scoring for whatever reason, like against the Jazz, the Kyrie was not scoring for whatever reason, Luca wasn't really scoring. All of a sudden, everything falls apart. 
Like it just mm-hmm. all starts from the top, and that's why I've been so frustrated with how the offense <laughs> runs because it's just so dependent on Luca and Kyrie being really, really good, like really excellent and good. Which I don't know, maybe that's just what the NBA is now. Yeah, I mean, you watch teams like the Denver. Thunder, where there's like yeah, Denver too, where the balls just pop in and everybody knows their role and everybody can do at least something with the ball. Yeah, that's not, that's just not who the Mavericks are, and we know that. No. And it's just it's not going to change. At least not this season. I don't see a world where it magically changes. So, uh, you know, if, if Josh Green can play like he did tonight consistently, uh, yeah, he'll, he'll be a pretty big piece for the Mavericks moving forward or somebody else. And like you have, you have to, or, or somebody else. I had, a couple, like it is. I had a couple people talk to me about at a game. One guy came up to me and was like, I was like, what do you think they need to do next? And he goes, they've got to trade Josh Green. I was like, that's the first, that's the first thing you want to do. <laughs> How about yeah, acquire a player? If- if you ask, if you ask any Mavericks fan, they have a different player yeah. who they need to trade. Everybody's got somebody. They're like, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just done with them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but Josh Green, people talk about his contract. He's making 11 million next year. That's that's not that much anymore. No, and so yeah, for him to give you solid role player minutes, score eight points, play solid defense on a, you know the opposing team's best guard, like that's what you that's all you can ask in that spot. Maybe hit maybe hit one of the two threes. If he yeah. gets a couple more, like, but they weren't really, they weren't really taking a ton of threes. Like through the first, what, three quarters of this, they didn't really take a ton of threes in this game. They took nine in the fourth quarter. So that means they took, what, 21 <laughs> through the first three quarters. That's not a lot yeah. for the Mavericks. No, yeah, they really didn't shoot that many threes tonight. And it sounds stupid, but like just being the guy who runs out and gets the ball in a transition opportunity, yes. even if he passes out of that or just slows, or the Mavericks just slow it down entirely. Like, that sounds so dumb and just such, like, an elementary-level thing. But it, it is important. And the Mavericks don't really have a lot of those guys. Like, they're really kind of forcing the issue, running out in transition otherwise. Like, Exum is really good at it. Josh Green's really good at it. Must be an Australian thing um, because Kyrie's, like, half good at it. And he's <laughs> partially Australian as well. So. He was born good at it. <laughs> yes, he was born good at <laughs> he it. He was born good at it. Let's just say that. So. Uh, Seth Curry was a plus 28 in 15 minutes tonight in this, in this game. I can't quite say I remember a Seth Curry moment, to be fair. <laughs> no, I mean, he just was in there at the right place at the right time. I just thought it was funny. His we minutes did, have really been weird to me. They, they have been weird, but it's that log jam that they have. They've got this yeah. Tim Hardaway Jr. I mean, Luca and Kyrie obviously taking a ton of guard minutes, and so it's mm-hmm. just the rest of their role players have been these wings, and then the big spot is just a disaster. Like Trying to think besides Derek Lively, like trying to figure out. Uh, there's, a, there's, there's something there with my pal. That hasn't been tapped into yet. And like, it's like, it's almost there, right? Like, the, like there's, there is something like, uh, wh- how would you use them though? I wrote it down five thirty left in the second quarter. Yeah. Dwight Powell, high post Luca, a great, a great back cut. Dwight Powell, a beautiful bounce pass. Mm. Luca lays it up and in. So Luca's not having to act, do much. Dwight Powell showcases his passing skills. Now, I've re- I thought I remembered a scouting report from when Dwight Powell was coming out comparing him to Arvidas Sabonis passing-wise, but maybe I'm just misremembering that because everyone yells at me when I say it. Well, at Stanford, he he was used like that. Like, he was used as the guy that was, like, around the nail and would just, like, pass around. To, like, he had a ton of shooters around his team, like, around right. him. And, like, I, I see what you're saying where they can use him as, like, like Draymond on offense, right? Where he's like right. the hub and you got like Luca and Kyrie then would be the clay and, and Steph. Like I want Luca running around like that so that he can get wide open. And there was a play in the second half. Dwight Powell had two assists in this game. Uh, in uh, how many minutes did he have? Not enough. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not enough minutes. Dwight Powell had 
two assists in 13 minutes per 36. That's about six assists, which you compare that to some of the other centers in the league. And we're getting to Jokic level. I don't want to say, I don't want to compare that, but a high post offense where guys are running around and Dwight Powell's just diving them up. There's a world where that's a thing. There, there are people. There are going to be people out there that turn this show off before we get to the- Well, I'm being dead serious. <laughs> before we get to the part where this is a joke. And they're like, these guys are so dumb. Uh, well, I got bad news, guys. If Derek Lively misses time. I got bad news for who's going to be playing. All right. I'm just telling. And this isn't me saying what I think should happen. I'm just telling you right now. I have bad news for you as to who's uh, going to be playing. I just went off on Dwight Powell the other day. And now, like, he's there. He's there he's, I'm, yeah, I'm doing the like, Princess I'm, Leia. Help me, Dwight Powell. You're my only hope. It's either going to be Dwight or they're either just going to be, you know what? We're going crazy small. The problem is, yeah, Grant Williams is, is out now with the yeah, ankle true, injury true, too. True. So I mean, it's it's market, it's Omax's music, right? Like, you know, he's he plays with such good energy, man. I know. It, if he just developed one, one legit NBA skill between now and a few months from now, uh, he he could be a guy who plays a good amount for you. I think his skill is getting fouled. I think that's yeah. He took it four is a really throws in eight minutes. It's a very impressive skill to have. Like honestly, guy, I'm being that serious. It really is. Like get, getting to the rim and not being scared at all of going to the rim is like a legit skill set to have. If his three point shot could be, I mean, that's a hard thing. A three point shot is a hard thing to develop. Period. But yeah, just magically in the course of a season, it's almost next to impossible. I mean, they could at least throw him out there and he'd be wide open on every three, and then he could. Just yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I think it is his music though coming up. But he, they didn't they didn't play him a lot in this game. They threw Markeith out there before him. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah. Well, so. We've also we've also said that early in the season that like at least I thought Omax could be somebody that by March is like kind yeah. of taking up in the rotation. And it's like oh hold on a second. Yeah, I went through a bunch of like I went through a bunch of. What was it? it? I guess this was the centers that I looked at, the rookie centers, and they all kind of ticked like it's the ones that played late all ticked up around January. Yeah. Where like if they didn't start the season, when did they start really getting a big role? And it was around January. I just don't know if he's played enough, like because he ha- he's only played that one G League game, mm-hmm. gets in in garbage time, you know. So it's I, just it, the game just looks a little too fast at times for still, him yeah, sometimes, and does. that's that's a tough one. That's a yeah. tough one. It still does. There you go. Let us know in the comment section what you think about this game. Let you know, let us know what you think about Derek Lively missing some time. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow I should be on with Mike Richmond. We'll talk about the Blazers game. We'll talk about how cursed this matchup is. We'll talk about some Jeremy Grant, maybe some trade talk, month away from the trade deadline. And then Slightly and I will be back on Friday with this other Trailblazers game. Just, just, holding, our fi- just holding our fingers cl- crossed that no more injuries happen to a starter because it's been three matchups and three starters have been injured. Now, Derek Lively is two of those, but still. Can you so, forfeit a game? <laughs> I don't think so. So oh. there you go, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom.